Welcome back to another episode of Tuesdays with Mummy. We're really excited to have you here listening to part 2 of our conversation with Arun Kalaraya. If you haven't already, please do listen to last week's episode which contains part 1 of the conversation where we touch upon how our friendship came about, his conversations with my mother that impacted the kind of life advice he gave me, and the kind of different things that he introduced me to, including our mutual love for reading. We pick up this conversation exactly where we left off and we come to a pivotal point in my life where Arun uncle makes an intervention that takes me closer to my step of becoming a lawyer which I am right now. Um let's jump right in. I hope you enjoy the conversation. I was on the cusp of deciding whether or not to go to law school. Um I was trying to figure out between economics and law and I was pretty certain like I was dead on about not doing science but um when i was in that phase of deciding i remember you like we had this conversation about career paths and you had a friend of yours who worked at one of these really popular clat coaching classes i think it was shridam and yeah. you drove me down there one afternoon and we just spent the afternoon over there after which we went to blossoms to pick up books like the the entire the catch of it was i will take you to blossoms not we will go to the <laughs> clat coaching place but i think in my head that was um i it made a difference to the fact that i realized that i had to start it start taking law school a little seriously and um, things got a lot more serious after that in my head in terms of okay like if you if you want to do law you need to sort of do all of this to get there but this was a very out of the way for you like i mean i'm sure there were people we could have reached out to to figure out how law coaching classes work it would have been a long drawn out process and most people i think are in the in the category of people who will give you the contact or give you the reference um i think there are very few people in the world who take that extra step of you know driving someone down to to a place when they you could have much easily had a lazy sunday in or just met me at blossoms if we wanted to go there um why why take that extra step i mean with with, with any human being yeah so um I think firstly because your mom requested me to, and uh, uh, actually, like so, in uh, I think those years when you were between eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, uh, she was uh, in Bangalore more or less alone because I think uh, dad used to come off and on, but uh, and you guys used to travel to Dubai as well, and I could sense that she like uh, she was trying to figure out next steps. she was trying to figure out what are the options and so on and uh, i just felt uh, in whatever way i could help uh, uh, i would have tried to do that and so at that time i think these were some of the thoughts that were being processed by you by her about law and that was one of the first triggers i think apart from that uh, i believe between 9th and 12th um, there's sort of like a window of opportunity where things that influence a kid Uh, there are very long term implications to the decisions that you take and um, uh, at that point of time a bit of extra effort to explore a possibility that exists even if it's going to be a potential dead end i feel there's a window of opportunity for a kid to kind of like who's contemplating what to do next in life a bit of extra effort in terms of uh, just figuring out what the options are and that was the thought that was crossing my mind as well actually when our generation was uh, growing up like between 9th and 12th um there were very few options that were 
that existed or that were allowed by families so um, i'm sure you heard from older people about how engineering and medicine were the only two choices and yeah. all of that uh, but a lot of my batchmates into the 30s and 40s um, once they had a certain amount of financial freedom and latitude in life they started like actually going back to some of the things that um, they really liked doing back when they were kids and checking out for themselves if they could frame a life or a career around those things so um, i think with your generation it's been much easier in terms of trying to figure out in uh, around that school time or 11 12 time uh, whether what you like can be a career option and um, uh i i i remember your mom made an effort she actually engaged a consultant to try to i, I or maybe your mom and dad both did and i think it was in dubai that uh, just in terms of a career counseling kind of advice you engaged uh, a professional the mbti so the my yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, so i remember like at that time you were also just trying to figure out for yourself what next and uh, so i felt that uh, it'd be fun to kind of uh, like and this just came up and at that time you you had mentioned about law and so that's where it all started i think yeah and it was it was such a like all, it it was very neat like how all three of these things tied up i started taking public transport to go to the coaching class and then i went to law school so it was <laughs> it was it was quite 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 a neat development in my life but um one of the common loves that we share is books and reading and i can discuss reading and books with a lot of people but few people make me want to pick up the book that they're reading the way that you do when we talk about books and both of us share this feeling of getting lost in a book quite frequently um what motivates you to read books like how do you and and why do you like spreading the joy of reading i mean so i was always into books but i wouldn't have discovered blossoms or i would have discovered blossoms maybe a lot later than grade 7 grade 8 and i remember one very key thing is that you bought me three men in a boat at blossoms and when i had i had a 1000 rupee budget the first time i went to blossoms and mom said you know because i hadn't bought books for a while she said you know you can just go crazy and i picked up all sorts of things i picked up calvin and hobbs i picked up the common man by r k lakshman and you bought me three men in a boat but what what like what makes you spread the joy of reading so much like you've given recommendations to almost everyone i know so so i think uh, if, even when we met right you were already into reading and uh, it was just uh, I, i guess starting out for you and uh, but i could sense that you had started reading books you were looking for new stuff and uh, you had an inherent interest which is why i think it started off that way and like people who read books uh, they just end up kind of uh, i mean seeking out each other because yeah. that's a natural sort of affinity or an attraction that uh, so that's how i met uh, my wife chef as well so because uh, uh, when 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 i realized that she likes books as much as i do there was all her other flaws were completely <laughs> ignored and i think it took for her as well to her regret <laughs> <laughs> because there are a lot of other flaws that i have other than just reading books <laughs> but i think so uh, you already liked reading books so it was just a question of encouraging you and possibly to kind of introduce you to new worlds in literature that that maybe that was the role that i was playing and also kind of uh, to some extent transfer the joy that i used to get out of books out of going to blossoms 
and again with blossom chef and i like our favorite weekend activity used to be going to blossoms and uh, so uh, like friends used to not understand this sort of obsessive need to go to a bookshop as opposed to going out for a drink or going out anywhere else so but anyway that's difficult to explain to someone who's not obsessive about books uh, yeah go on kala yeah so i have a follow up you tried that with me it didn't work i'm not a bibliophile nor am i a voracious uh, reader so did you ever wonder uh, about or nor with uh, anil in fact both of us don't read as much so arun did you ever wonder very inherited these genes from uh i okay so uh, i not really i i didn't think about it now that you mention it uh, but you do read books but it's like uh, tejas is obsessive so i wonder tejas you have any theories on where I you think- got your love for reading from no i feel like so maybe i think they and my both my parents encouraged it at a very young age like i most of my gifts were books it was very it was either books or board games um i got video games a lot later on but and but they never said no to buying me a book it was just buy one book at a time finish the book and then you can buy the next book and they also encouraged this habit of talking about what i had read uh with with my vocabulary So I remember there was this grade three project that I had to do on like explorers of the world or something, and the explorer I had been assigned was Marco Polo, and I loved these. I I always liked big books. Like I think books that are lengthier that allow you to get lost in in them are more enjoyable than short quick reads most of the time. And I bought the Travels of Marco Polo when I was in third or fourth grade, and that's not a book that's readily understood but they sort of said okay if you are actually going to read it read it and i had the encyclopedia with me and i had a dictionary so it was sort of back then was also not when my internet access was unlimited so figuring out the definition of a word was through the encyclopedia the oxford encyclopedia or through a dictionary and that just kept me around books at a very young age so if if not inherited i think they definitely gave it to me like they imparted it to me at a very young age and then that just stuck like it was never going to go away yeah. after that interesting so and i mean uh, earlier you also asked about like what what do i get out of reading and i think yeah. uh, like you mentioned a couple of times it's a journey into uh, an imaginary world and i mean you hear about virtual reality and so on and so forth now but i think uh, it's basically virtual reality you enter a book and uh, your imagination kind of takes over and yeah. a good writer can kind of just keep you in that world for as long as he or she wants and uh, i think great art right like any of any sort like music paintings books or literature uh, they they induce certain feeling in human beings and uh, again it might um, press your button if you like reading but something else might like kala uh, in your case it might be something else that you get excited by but uh, books may not have been as much of a trigger but i actually you know because you mentioned it i remember you making an effort uh, and not just with books but with a lot of interest that tejas was developing i could sense that you were also trying to enter his world and trying to kind of i know tejas is irritating <laughs> for you that she does don't she remind liked. me of the disasters of f1 she, reading she tried F1. so hard <laughs> with uh, it was it it was actually so she got on to football very quick because i used to watch i mean my weekends used to just go and watching sports 
Uh, yeah. I used to work in front of the television on weekends because I <laughs> I really liked sports. and uh, she caught on to the names of a couple of football managers and those are the only people she asked about every time and then she got into she got really into formula 1 and then she figured out because i was into formula 1 she figured out that some of her friends liked formula 1 at which point the disaster started like it was fine until <laughs> then when it was just me and her but then it got to a point where she was like i'm writing this facebook status can you check it can you write this facebook status for me and i was like yeah okay and this is too much across the realm now so yeah <laughs> wait till you pick up new interest stages this is the start yeah yeah my gosh it's thank, yeah but uh, i did i did make efforts thank god they don't understand anything about law like i th- i think about this all the time huh? like when you have specialist knowledge you're just like great someone else does not know about it so that's the whole joy of being a parent i think uh, <laughs> you discover new worlds through your kids so Yeah, you have another you have another guinea pig to play around with. So yeah, well, like that's that's how she explained it. With that doesn't matter. Yeah, look exactly. who was the punching bag all these years. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like when you talk about how good writers work, something that I notice is that you're not. Um, I I know we all carry biases and we're picky about who we read. We develop that slowly, but you're not picky about reading. um blogs or reading authors that are less known i think or off the beaten path um there's very little sort of popularity equals good book sort of approach in how you how you take to writing and that's something that's very evident by how you've given input on my writing so i i remember when i was in grade 6 or grade 7 i wrote an email to you once about marketing tips for the clinic and i put together a pitch that was super mcdonald style uh reward points and all of that and your email was very professional like it it took on board what i said like i have the response with me and you you promised to show me and eventually did show me the cla- the cash flow management system which ultimately got me to understand why the reward system wouldn't necessarily work within the current the current system that you were operating at that time and i i know i'm taking that as one example of encouraging my expression but as i started writing longer blogs and getting more serious about you know uh, the art of writing writing columns developing my own rules for writing like not editing and all of that and i got to writing the newsletter there are very few people that have encouraged the excessive writing that i do as much as you do um there are better writers and there are better newsletters in this world and much more influential people to read um i'm not saying that you don't read those but why would you encourage like why did it uh why did it occur to you that you should encourage my writing even when it was necessarily not that good well you are a, you are a good writer dude so out of politeness one can only read for so long so uh i think you are a good writer and i think you kept on improving and evolving as a writer and uh, uh there's a certain emotional connect in terms of watching you evolve as a writer and uh, i enjoy reading the stuff that uh, you write actually related to this is an effort that you have made uh, to use your writing to kind of stay connected with family with well wishers and i think the podcast na is a sort of a culmination of that which is non literary nature but a similar sort of uh, 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 motivation and i think i can sense with your writing a lot of it is for your own like expression but um, with the blog with the newsletter like not with the newsletter as much but earlier with the blog and so on an effort to connect with family to kind of 
update them about stuff that's happening in your life and uh, uh, and while you might be talking about your experiences let's say in college in gandhinagar and so on so forth and things that are going on in your mind at that time but uh, it has special resonance for the people who know you and uh, i think that's been one of the hooks for me when i uh, read your stuff uh, where um, there's fundamentally your writing has evolved and has become better and better with time but also there's an emotional connect in terms of just uh, following your evolution kala you had something to add yes so first was a politeness i completely agree uh, with you arun in taking but i think at a bigger level uh, because we were working together and he was arun was listening to the daily adventures that uh, tejas and i were having um it was more of a compassion tejas so he continued reading your newsletters <laughs> and giving you she gets it back at you you thought you are the only one who can give it to her take this i say <laughs> No, no. I think it was more about also contextualizing whether what you said was true, because I write a very true depiction of events on my blog. So it was. Yeah. It, he was just confirming whether what she's saying, <laughs> this woman's not crazy. She's actually her life is actually is <laughs> at home. You know, when you guys when you were growing up, man, during those years between ninth to eleventh, twelfth, and so on, if you watch those National Geographic videos where tiger cubs are just growing up, yeah, and they are kind of mock fighting their mom, and yeah. uh, they kind of like their mom is playing around with them, but um, just allowing them to win a few battles. And, and the so kid is really aggressive, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And at a at a certain point, the kid grows up and then really starts hurting <laughs> his or her mom, and. <laughs> Between, between, and the thing is now, like I think, uh, I think appreciate Kala's effort in, during those years, dude. Tejas, you can get back at her as much as you want, but I think those were tough years for her as well. Yeah, Just taking yeah. care of a cub that was growing up too fast for her own good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, completely. And I'm so thankful that I had you around, <laughs> whom I could share. And uh, you, you were a very good listener, uh, Arun. You were able to empathize my situation, put yourself. um in my boots and uh, give me uh, tips which were practical you know so uh, your company definitely mattered much on those well, the only practical tip was give him a book yeah. <laughs> no but i think it was it was super <laughs> keep him busy <laughs> it was super helpful for her because her sister was giving me tips on how to live my life better and like you know <laughs> sort of like her sister was always on my side like she in the podcast episode that we recorded with her she gave off this issue based yeah. uh, issue based objective neutral decisive but i think back to grade 7 to grade 10 i can't think of one instance where she picked my mom over me She was like, "Yeah, dude, like live your life." So I think it was really helpful for mom to to have yeah. to have that. Even even this podcast idea, you know, it was Arun who encouraged uh, me to start something like this. He was just tired of listening to you. Like he was like, "Bus ho gaya abhi," and you talked to him. It hasn't stopped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, your encouragement has definitely meant much, Arun, and thanks for everything that you have continued to do. And well, thanks like, a lot again. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so. So when I went through a very personal setback last September, I was very distraught about like a couple of mistakes that I had made. And I remember that you told me about how life was about moving forward, and we had this one long conversation just after it had happened. I think a couple of days after. after i had screwed up and you told me about your own experiences of sometimes not liking who you were 
that echoed what i was hearing at therapy because i had i had decided like i needed to go for therapy immediately um and within the echo chamber that i had created for myself at the same time i was hearing the same thing like move forward you know keep at it and all of that a very impractical advice when you're going through something terrible and when you've done something terrible i think more than going through but i remember that you told me that it was supremely important to find something that i could work on personally to set up my own growth arc from that point because i'm not going to be the same like we're not the same human being after every experience that we go through and that ended up being music theory for me now mom just spoke about how how much support you provided in in general and i i know that in those two or three months it was my family and it was very few people that i spoke to outside of my family um but setting up this you know small personal project to work on do you think that's something that's generally applicable whenever setbacks occur because all of us go through setbacks in our lives so do you think finding these small things to work on and immerse yourself in small victories to claim are things that help um for example in this pandemic uh, was that something that you applied in dealing with it both personally and professionally uh i think it's a tough question uh, to answer i guess like uh, uh, there's a certain amount of relevance that uh, that small projects do have like i think the deeper question is about generally finding meaning in life and i think all of us struggle at points in time to find motivation uh, to find a certain purpose or goal uh, as life takes its turns uh, when one is in school and college there are definite targets and you kind of achieve those and uh, there are sort of benchmarks being set uh, then you get into your 20s into your 30s and um, it life becomes a lot more random there are no definite actually targets or goals you have to define your own uh, sort of purpose in life and i think uh, it takes a bit of time for individuals to find their feet in this sort of new dispensation so to say where um, they can because a lot of our actions in our 20s and 30s could get defined by by societal sort of not pressures as much as guidelines let's say like getting married having kids owning a house and so on and then uh, through all this like you said we go through some victories and some reverses and it does help uh, to have a like strong interests or strong areas in which one can focus uh, also very important i think is to have people in which you can like you can trust who, with whom you can share confidences you can share some of the stuff that's like because i think that is the sort of like uh, there's a human need uh, to link to other human beings and that's how we enjoy our victories and that's how we kind of share our sadnesses and move on in life i think that's the primary one uh, the next step is to like i have always tried to find things to do and uh, look for meaning or joy and happiness in the prosaic uh, rather than the profound mm. uh, rather than think about something happiness being very deep and sort of it's just the day to day stuff that you do if you can find small joys and happinesses in the day to day stuff and keep moving forward i find that that is much more effective for me mm. and uh, so in that context like um, one or two broad areas uh, where i've tried to kind of always stay connected one is sports uh, like through school college playing and also watching obsessively and so staying connected and as i've grown older partly for physical fitness reasons and so on uh, 
things like just give myself a project try to learn a new sport uh whenever i get an opportunity uh try to do a new physical activity of sort so last year through the lockdown through the pandemic thing and all i was i had like a lot of people took up a lot of other like various activities i took up cycling and i really enjoyed it uh similarly with cooking is another because partly because of chef because she is so obsessive about food uh it's i have absorbed some of that through osmosis and uh, i last year i ended up trying experiments in uh, baking bread mostly abysmal but uh, uh, and chef is not kind enough to eat the bread so i could only photograph <laughs> them uh, but actually they they now edible <laughs> so <laughs> you're getting to that point you're getting to that point in newsletter reading huh? like that uh, <laughs> no more politeness like only if someone actually likes it they'll start consuming stuff <laughs> so uh, but i think you know with the projects and so on i i i find the last few years uh, some of your projects very very inspiring like because um, uh, like piano has been something that uh, like you initially learned through school or whatever for the a levels and so on but it's been an interest that's lingered and you kept on going back to it and um, like newsletters another like there are projects that you have taken up and you have stuck to them you kind of kept refining them you have tr- like there have been slack periods let's say with the newsletter but then again you kept on bouncing back you haven't let that uh, hamper your efforts and now with the podcast it it hasn't been a one off like a 15 day or a one month thing i think it's to both of your credit you kind of carried on and you taken steps you're now trying out variations and uh it's a project that i'm sure you learned uh various things so it's been interesting and inspiring to watch you as well take up these projects and try stuff yeah i'm i'm grateful that 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 it's inspired but i think that i i agree with you like the the greatest way to figure out whether you get happiness out of something is by actually doing the thing and that i think is the way that i've started approaching this podcast or this newsletter or whatever it is fine there'll be slack periods or there'll be periods where you're not writing as much as you want or as well as you want but uh the fact that you've started gives you a base to work off of and refine it to get better to get to a point where it's giving you a lot of happiness and um i think that sticks with you like i remember in that september month it was just about finding the stuff that i could latch on to that got me got me through it um that got me to start looking at myself as somebody who has made mistakes and someone who will continue to make mistakes but someone who's going to just learn from them and continuously you know like evolve as a human being the way that we all do um so that's that's something i'm very grateful for but amma like just to before we close off the episode i have a really like important question for you so arun uncle and i clearly developed this camaraderie were you ever jealous about the rapport that we had because i i remember i used to come to the clinic sometimes not to meet you or anything like it was i used to drop off my bag and then arun uncle and i used to go hang out at a coffee shop so <laughs> were you ever jealous of it no i wasn't jealous at all uh in fact i was the one who encouraged right from the beginning because i did realize there were different spheres of interest that you both shared apart from sports and books and of course i was always the common topic and uh, you could express your dismay to the deepest level with arun and arun being who he is will treat it with utmost confidential respect and politeness so you know i was uh, very happy to have you both share this relationship 
but yes at times i did find a bit uh, disappointing in myself that i wasn't living up to that kind of a intellectual capability where i could hold a conversation with you at a at a very deeper level as much as arun could do with you and as much as joy you would get out of such conversations so that was a bit of a vacuum and a disappointing so that's those were the days where i did extra efforts to learn about formula 1 and your football <laughs> manager somehow somehow she managed to spin our friendship into something that disappointed her huh? like, <laughs> until now we were going okay like i was like great what amazing friendship and yeah but uh, actually kalad what you mentioned i mean i think intellectualizing stuff is a bit overrated i think uh, being nice in life is the key and yeah. i think a lot of relationships that uh, you have managed and the reason why i think like you said i think a lot of it tejas actually was kala encouraging it because it was at a time where if she like you were uh, like in 8 9 10th and even opportunities to meet up and so on and so forth it would not have happened if she had decided that it wasn't something that she wanted to encourage yeah because uh, whatever said and then she had the strings uh, yeah. and as you grew up uh, i think uh, uh, i i could sense that through that time uh, she was making a deliberate effort to kind of get you to learn about the world on yeah. your terms meet new people try out new stuff and i think um, very mature of her to kind of sense that slowly you were taking steps outside her shadow like where she may not have had control and so on so it was interesting to watch it was it was super like i think it was super mature of her because it came at a time where as a child i used to hate meeting someone that i never knew like it was yeah she used to do this thing where she'd be like go ask this person for directions and i'd be like why <laughs> I'm a five. I'm like I'm a six-year-old or something, and she'd be like, "I don't know how to get to the shop. Can you go ask someone?" And I'd be like, "You go ask. You're the one driving." But she, she sort of she realized that without that bit of a push, I was not likely to develop that, you know, that habit in myself of, you know, actually meeting new people. And she, she brought that intervention about at a very like important time. But Arun Uncle, were there bounds that you were conscious of not overstepping when you and I hung out? in terms of like either subjects that mom kept off limits or stuff that you weren't sure about commenting on because i know that we had like very wide ranging conversations so yeah so i don't think i had any bounds as such uh, maybe uh, when you were at a younger age i had to make allowances for your age but as you grew up and got into college and so on and so forth i don't think i bothered too much about um, because uh, i think there has to be a certain uh, free flowingness to a friendship where uh if even if you cross a line uh, that friendship should have the strength or the resilience to kind of uh, take that and the person who's kind of like maybe exceeded his bounds or her bounds can go back and just say sorry and move on so uh, because if you're constantly thinking about whether to talk something or not to talk something then it becomes a bit uh, you i mean you end up being a bit self conscious about conversations and so on yeah. so um, i don't think uh, it was self imposed maybe at that point Uh, depending on what the context was they could have been minor things but nothing deliberate as such to tell you the truth that's that's very comforting to know like i mean i think that that's that's also something that mom mom tries to consciously do i mean i don't think she's ever limited me from speaking to someone about something that i thought was 
who is relevant to the conversation she's never she's never censored me so to speak even though she's tried her best to censor me at home so <laughs> but unsuccessfully as it seems <laughs> yeah absolutely i i took up law like there is no there is it is the worst profession to give to someone who likes talking because all we do is talk so yeah but thank you so much arunankar thanks a ton for being on the podcast it's been super fun speaking to you i hope you enjoyed being here as well i really enjoyed it tejas thanks a lot and you know it's kind of uh, just talking to both of you i feel quickly like if things are back to normal i would love to have a coffee or a face to face meal or just spend time with both of you so yeah same here that happens quickly yes yeah three of us at three different countries let's hope <laughs> <we meet soon. laughs> yeah and thank you so much for tuning in this podcast is going to be out on wherever you decide to listen to podcasts whether that's spotify apple podcasts or itunes We'll be back next Tuesday for another episode and we'll see you then. Goodbye.